Talking to Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Word. This is Tom, and you are tuned in to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Monday, September the 23rd. Uh, getting the podcast out a little bit late today. Sorry about that for anybody who was uh, looking for it yesterday. Just got uh, super busy with stuff around the house. Next thing I knew, it was like 10 o'clock at night. So figured I would just hold off until this morning. So I uh, want to, as always, thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. Make sure you're following on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. It's at CatchHookShoot. Head over to Patreon.com slash CatchHookShoot for bonus content and uh, free merchandise and stuff like that. Got three different tiers. Make sure you head over there and check that out. And for all of your t-shirt needs, head over to ProWrestlingTees.com slash CatchHookShoot. Pick yourself up a shirt and support the show. And if you ever want to shoot me an email, it's CatchHookShoot at gmail.com. So let's dive right in. Got a, got a lot of news and stuff going on this week. And let's start off, as always, with our match of the week. Alright, so the match of the week this week comes from NXT's debut episode on the USA Network from this past Wednesday, and it is Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong for the uh, NXT North American Championship. Um, yeah, just uh, a fantastic match between these two. I mean, uh, you know, really two of the best that NXT has to offer was the uh, the main event of the, the USA portion of the show. Of course, the, the show was uh, split between the USA Network and WWE Network. Um, and it'll be that way this week again. And then uh, starting next week, it goes full two hours on USA. But uh, yeah, Dream versus Strong for the North American title had, uh, I mean, had a very old school type feel with the Undisputed Era coming out towards the end of the match and getting involved. And uh, Roderick Strong did come out on top. He is the NXT North American champion. And uh, as of right now, the Undisputed Era holds all the gold in NXT uh, except for the Women's Championship because, well, they don't have a woman. Uh, member in uh, in the Undisputed Era, but uh, yeah, very uh, very old school type feel, you really haven't seen anything like this since uh, the Four Horsemen back in the Territory days when they held all of the top NWA championships, so uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my match of the week, Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong, if you haven't seen it yet, go out of your way to see it, uh, check it out on WWE Network, uh, just a really, really great match between these two guys, and uh yeah, like like I always say, you know, the match of the week. This is it's not necessarily a best wrestling match of the week, although I think in this case maybe it is. But uh, it's basically it's my favorite. You know, it's my opinion. Uh, I'm not out here saying that uh, you know this this match is the end all be all of pro wrestling this week because uh, I'm not qualified to make that statement, and I'm I'm one of the few people uh, online, one of the few podcasters and things like that that will actually admit to that but anyway yeah so match of the week this week velveteen dream versus roderick strong so let's get into some wwe news for the week uh, we've got new smackdown tag team champions in the revival and new raw tag team champions in bobby Roode and dolph ziggler both uh both of those teams won the championships at uh, clash of the champions last week um 
yeah, not uh, not really a big surprise with Rudin Ziegler. I, I just, uh, yeah, like I said, I had just kind of had a gut feeling they were going to put the title titles on them. Uh, we also saw the return of Luke Harper during uh, Eric Rowan's match with uh, with Roman Reigns at Clash of the Champions. So that uh, definitely a welcome surprise. I know a lot of people. A lot of dirt sheets had said, uh, oh, Harper's not coming back. WWE's going to have him just ride out his contract at home. Well, uh, apparently not because he's back, and uh, he's back with Eric Rowan. I don't know if they're still going to use the uh, the Bludgeon Brothers moniker, if it's just going to be Harper and Rowan. But, uh, yeah, definitely good to see him back. Uh, looks to be in tremendous shape. So welcome back, Luke Harper. Uh, also at the uh, end of the Universal title match during Clash of the Champions, we saw The Fiend attack Seth Rollins. Uh, I think pretty much everybody knew that was coming. Uh, it's been, you know, kind of uh, publicized already. It's going to be The Fiend versus Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Um, WWE also did confirm that there will be a draft on October 11th and October 14th um, <clears throat> for Raw and SmackDown after SmackDown moves to uh, uh, Fox. So we're going to have uh, brand-exclusive rosters, so there's not going to be any more wildcard rule, no more jumping back and forth between shows for uh, for any of the superstars so uh i i like the idea of having exclusive rosters i mean you know if you're gonna make them exclusive make them exclusive if you're gonna you know have everybody on both shows have everybody on both shows i i was not a big fan of the the wild card rule so i'm kind of i'm glad they're getting rid of it uh but i will be doing a a draft uh uh kind of a draft special type episode uh the uh the sunday before the draft i believe that's october the 6th um basically just kind of giving my my top 10 for each brand who who i think would be the best fit where uh, and i am including nxt in my uh in my picks there i know uh triple h has said nxt is not going to be a part of the draft but you know stuff can change all the time so by the time the draft actually rolls around nxt may be a part of it but i'm yeah, just uh, just having some fun, kind of a, a little mock draft. So that'll be on, like I said, October the 6th. So make sure you tune in and check that one out. Uh, Baron Corbin is the king of the ring. Don't think that's too much of a surprise to anybody. I think uh, pretty much everybody was expecting that. Had a fantastic match, though, with uh, Chad Gable in the finals. And they'll be having a rematch tonight on Raw. Uh, we saw the return of Rusev on Raw last week as well. Uh, another one who a lot of people were saying, oh, he's you know not coming back in... Uh, stuff like that, but uh, he was kind of thrown into the storyline with uh, Mike and Maria Kanellis, uh, you know, with Maria kind of saying, oh, Mike's not the father of the baby. First she came out and said it's Ricochet, then after Ricochet defeated Mike Kanellis, uh, she came back out and said, you know, Ricochet's not the father, this guy is, and here comes Rusev, so, and apparently they're, they're going to get Maury Povich involved in this storyline. I mean, I not a big fan of this one. Uh, I'm sure there's people out there that are digging it. It's just it's not... Uh, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I don't even know what the word is I'm looking for, but I'm just not a fan of the, this particular storyline, and we'll leave it at that, but, uh, you know, good to, good to see Rusev back as well, and again, he looks like he is in phenomenal shape, he's dropped some weight, he's gotten, uh, he's leaned down a little bit, got a little bit of a new look with uh, just the, the, the mustache going on, kind of almost like a Rick Rude type look. So, uh, yeah, welcome back to Rusev as well. We also saw some vignettes this past week on WWE TV from the Authors of Pain going to be making their return. That's definitely going to be a boost to the uh, the tag team division because they are, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the tag, you know, it's kind of always been the way it is in WWE. The tag team division doesn't get a whole lot of the spotlight, so uh, hopefully that's going to change with the, the AOP coming back. 
Um, saw Brock Lesnar make an appearance on SmackDown, uh, challenge Kofi Kingston for the WWE title, and proceeded to F5 him, of course. Uh, so they will be facing off on the premiere episode of SmackDown on Fox on October the 4th for the, uh, the WWE Championship. Now, pretty much everybody's just assuming that Lesnar's going to win the championship and he's going to, you know, kind of hold it hostage again, which has kind of been his M.O. the last few years. I, I'm not so sure. I think WWE may surprise us and have Kofi retain uh, against Lesnar. I, it, um, you know, that's what I'm hoping for, at least. So we'll have to wait and see. But that's, uh, yeah, October the 4th, the first episode of SmackDown on Fox. Uh, Brock Lesnar challenging Kofi for the WWE Championship. Uh, also saw Kevin Owens make an appearance after he was quote-unquote fired uh, last week by Shane McMahon. Shane McMahon was served with a $25 million wrongful termination lawsuit, um, which is kind of kind of cool to see Shane get, get put in his place a little bit. I'm, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out. I mean, obviously, Owens is not really fired, so uh, there's going to be some, some way or another for him to come back. Maybe he'll, uh, you know, get drafted to Raw or something like that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so kind of, kind of curious to see where this is going to go. Uh, getting back to the, uh, uh, premiere of NXT on USA, uh, Candice LeRae is the new number one contender for the, uh, NXT Women's Championship, and she will be, uh, uh, she will get that title match on October the 2nd, I believe it was. So, uh, that would be, yeah, next, uh, next week, yeah, the October 2nd episode that's going head-to-head with, uh, with the debut of AEW on TNT, so that should be should be interesting. Um, Larray versus Baszler, I think, should be a pretty good match. So I have to wait and see. Uh, I already talked about Roderick Strong being the new North American champion. We also saw the return of Leo Rush on NXT. He was in a number one contenders match for the Cruiserweight Championship, which he was victorious. So he is the the new number one contender for the Cruiserweight title. So welcome back to Leo Rush as well. Um, yeah, and apparently for uh, the uh, um, the first hour of NXT on USA, they drew about 1.2 million viewers, which is uh, a pretty a pretty good number, I gotta say. So, uh, not really surprising. I've, I've said for a long time, NXT, one of the best uh, products that WWE has out there right now. Uh, and then on the, uh, the WWE Network hour of NXT, we saw a street fight between Matt Riddle and Killian Dane that just broke down into a complete brawl, uh, locker room clearing brawl. Um... Yeah, so they're uh, they're going to be having a rematch next week, and the winner, or uh, this week, I should say, and the winner of that will be the number one contender for the NXT Championship. Um, let's see, what else? Oh, we did see the uh, uh, Imperium. Uh, Walter and, and his crew from NXT UK made an appearance on NXT and were confronted by Kushida. Uh, so uh, interesting interesting storyline developing there. We'll have to see how long Imperium stays in uh, in NXT in the U.S., uh, coming up on Raw tonight, we've got a Fatal 5-Way for a Universal title match next week, and the participants in that seems a little random, but it should be a good match. Rey Mysterio, Ricochet, AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Bobby Roode. So um, I'm interested to see how that one's going to play out. Um, talking about all these returns this week, apparently there's some more superstars that are set to return fairly soon. Uh, and those would be Sheamus, Bobby Lashley, and the Usos from, uh, you know, if you believe all the online uh, rumor and innuendo. Um, Sheamus apparently has been ready to come back for a while. They're just waiting for a, a good storyline for him. Uh, Lashley, um, yeah, he's been out uh, with an injury, so uh, we'll have to see how, how long it is before he comes back. And uh, I guess the Usos are kind of in the same boat with Sheamus. You know, they weren't uh, weren't injured, but they had some legal issues. Um 
you know some DUI DUI stuff and uh, so they uh, I, I'm assuming we're just kind of taking some time off to get uh, you know kind of get themselves together I would assume but uh, so yeah it'll be good to see them back as well like I said uh, the tag team division could definitely use the the boost um, yeah there's also some more uh, talk online about the uh, studio show that WWE is going to be airing on FS1 I believe it is apparently it's going to be on Tuesdays starting on November the 5th and uh, the again if you believe the online rumors the uh, the title of this show is going to be WWE Backstage and the host is going to be Renee Young and uh, the co-host has kind of been few names have been shuffled around uh, Booker T, Page, Edge, Christian I think any one of them would be would be great um, so yeah I'm curious to see how this uh, studio show is going to work I'm guessing it's just kind of going to be a, a recap of the the week in wwe uh can't really see them covering uh like other um other promotions or anything like that so uh, i'm curious to see what what all it's gonna entail uh so we'll have to, i guess we'll find out on uh, november the 5th uh some kind of kind of sad news from uh from wwe uh regarding a couple wwe legends being hospitalized this past week uh superstar billy graham and hacksaw jim duggan um, yeah, apparently Hacksaw had, uh, some type of heart issue that he had to go in for, so, uh, you know, speedy, speedy recovery to Hacksaw. Billy Graham, I didn't see anything specific as to why he was in the hospital. Now, I know a lot of people take issue with Billy Graham. He's very opinionated and has a lot of, a lot of things to say about a lot of stuff, and, uh, you know, I, I'm, can't say I'm a big fan of the stuff that he puts out on social media, but, uh, you know, he is a uh, WWE legend, Hall of Famer, one of the all-time greats, and, uh, you know, no matter how much you dislike somebody, you don't ever want to see anything bad happen happen to anyone. You know, I, I don't wish harm on uh, on anybody, whether I like him or not, so, uh, and, you know, Billy Graham, I, I'm a fan of his, uh, of his wrestling career. Can't say I'm a, a big fan of him these days, but, you know, uh, again, a speedy recovery to superstar Billy Graham. Uh, let's get into some AEW news here. Uh, it was officially announced this week that their weekly television show is going to be called AEW Dynamite. Uh, now, the original rumor going around was that it would be uh, Wednesday Night Dynamite, but I think they uh, probably dropped the the day specific name because they, you know, being on TNT, TNT shows a lot of uh, NBA games. They may have to shuffle around at some point and go on at a different on a different night uh, during the playoffs or or something. So, uh, yeah, just AEW Dynamite. I, I'm not overwhelmed by it, but I don't hate it. You know, it's, it is what it is. I mean, obviously, people are making the comparisons to WCW Nitro, which is to be expected, uh, especially considering it's on TNT and, you know, Dynamite, Nitro, uh, and that kind of thing. So, but it is what it is. So, AEW Dynamite, Wednesday nights on TNT, starting on October the 2nd. Um, yeah, some, uh, some Kenny Omega news. He caught uh, quite a bit of flack for some comments made this week after uh, the NXT debut on USA. Uh, basically, you know, made some comments saying that, oh, these are developmental guys. If, uh, if they were on a, on a card with me, they'd, they'd be in the dark match to my main event. And, you know, a lot of people giving him a lot of shit about this. And quite honestly, I think it was, uh, um, I mean, it is what it is. It's trash talking. I mean, he was, to me, he was quote-unquote in character. You know, it's kayfabe. He's got a lot of friends in NXT. And, uh, you know, but I said online, in, in any kind of business, you need, you know, you need to be confident, if not, yes, a little bit arrogant. You know, if you're not confident and don't believe in your product, nobody else is going to either. So, I mean, I just, I look at it as, you know, like I said, it's uh, trash talking, hyping up 
uh, hyping up his company and people are saying, you know, oh, he's a, he's an EVP. He needs to, you know, be more, uh, uh, politically correct or whatever you want to call it but you know what he's also a performer and cutting promos and stuff like that and trash talking uh trash talking people it, it's it's part of the part of the business you know so i think people are just reading too much into it um you know by the same token getting back to wwe for a second uh lacey evans posted a video online she gotten pulled over by a police officer in canada uh for speeding i think it was and, you know, she posted this video of her completely 100% in character, calling the police officer a nasty and, and um, you know, don't you know who I am? I'm Lacey Evans and this and that. And, oh, my God, people just, some people just went through the roof on this. And, and I'm like, you know, it, it nine times out of ten, if you talk to a police officer that way, they're not just going to smile and send you on your way. They're, uh, they're going to have a little chat with you. But, uh, you know, to me, it was uh, uh, the... The cop looked like he, he was being a good sport. He was playing along. I'm guessing he probably did know who she was. I don't think she would have started recording that video had she not made the officer aware. Like, hey, you know, do you mind if I do this? I think, it'd, you know, it would be fun. It would be good, you know, good, uh, good for my character, whatever it might be. Because anybody who's heard a real interview with Lacey Evans knows the respect that she has for police and military. I mean, the woman was a an MP in the Marines, for God's sake. So, you know, I'm pretty sure she's got a, a high amount of respect for, for law enforcement and military. So I think, again, the people just reading way too much into this kind of stuff. Uh, some other AEW news. It was uh, put out online this week that uh, David Benoit, son of Chris Benoit, is looking to uh, or would like to wrestle for AEW. Now, um, apparently, he is you know still training to be a wrestler, not full time. Um, so I don't know if it's something he's looking to do as a full on career or if he just would like to you know get into the ring here and there as a part time or whatever the case may be. And uh, you know, so the question was posed online, do you think it's a good idea? And, you know, uh, what a lot of people said is true. He, he There's there's going to be a stigma on him because of who his father was. And, you know, there shouldn't be. There really shouldn't. I mean, he he is not responsible for what his father did. I mean, the guy was a child when that that horrible incident with, uh, with Chris Benoit and his wife and, and his other son happened. Um so that I mean that should not fall on David but the thing the thing that people are going to focus on is his last name is Benoit and he looks so much like his father that it's it's scary but uh you know it, I, like I said he's not responsible for his father's actions and it shouldn't hinder him in his career just because of who his father was I mean you know it it uh yeah, I just think I think it's really kind of sad that uh, you know if that is something that would hold him back. People are saying, well, you know, if he drops the name Benoit, why should he? You know, Chris Benoit is the one who did all these you know these horrible horrible things. Whether you know, and whether he was in his right mind or not, what happened is a completely different argument or a completely different conversation. The bottom line is he did it. So, you know, uh, at this point, not, nothing else really really matters. I mean. I mean, yes, there, there's all the speculation. Well, he, you know, he had CTE and uh, he was brain damaged from, you know, so many blows, repeated blows to the head and wasn't in his right mind when it happened. And, and that may very well be. I'm sure it pro that probably is true. 
but uh, you know the bottom line is it, it happened uh, but it should not fall on to David to take the uh, the brunt of the uh, the backlash for that just because his last name is Benoit so um, you know I, I hope he does get a chance if I hope uh, I mean there was you know pictures posted online of him with Tony Khan um, you know Tony Khan seems like the type of guy like he he will give anybody an opportunity uh, so I'm I'm hoping you know sometime soon hopefully we'll see David Benoit in the ring and maybe you know maybe they they will make the decision to not use the Benoit name maybe he brings back the uh, the Pegasus Kid gimmick from uh, that Benoit used in Japan uh, you know put him under a mask and or something like that I mean I don't know if they'd be able to use that exact name Pegasus Kid or anything like that but you know something along those lines who knows so we'll have to wait and see but uh, yeah I, I definitely would like to see David Benoit get an opportunity in the ring if it's something that he's passionate about and something that he wants to do his uh, his name and whose father was should not be what stops him from doing that so uh, moving on to some New Japan news, some uh, some relatively very big news. Uh, Jushin Thunder Liger has revived his uh, Kishin Liger uh, persona. Now, that, uh, for those of you that aren't familiar with this, Kishin Liger is kind of like the alter ego of Jushin Thunder Liger, and hasn't uh, he? He's only used this persona four times throughout his entire career, very very sparingly. Uh, and only it would appear like in s extreme situations, uh, and in this case it was against Minoru Suzuki, who uh, I believe it was uh, uh, sometime last week had, uh, I believe he pulled Liger's mask off uh, during a match or something along those lines. I didn't see it myself, so I don't don't know all the all the details. But uh, yeah, if you look online, you can find the video of uh, this match between Liger and Suzuki. Um, Suzuki's got a hold of Liger from behind, and Liger does uh, a mule kick, uh, low blow to Suzuki. He goes down. Liger pulls his mask off, and he's got the uh, the white face paint. Pulls his uh, the top part of his ring gear down. He's got the body paint on, and that's the the Kishin Liger gimmick. And it's uh, yeah, it's kind of. Um, kind of similar to uh, the great Muda you know he sprays the mist and uh, just very very violent and brutal and I mean he actually attacked Minoru Suzuki with a spike and drove drove the spike through the table that uh, Suzuki was leaning against Suzuki moved out of the way at the last second so uh, yeah the huge got a huge reaction from the, the Japanese crowd and uh, it was just it was really cool to really cool to see so uh, yeah we'll have to see if uh, if we're going to see any more of Kishin Liger in the, the coming coming weeks now, of course, uh, Jushin Liger is going to be retiring from from the ring. Come uh, Wrestle Kingdom in January is going to be his final appearance uh, in the ring. So we'll have to see how uh, Kishin Liger plays into plays into all of this going forward. Uh, some more New Japan news: Jay White is your new Intercontinental Champion. Won that championship uh, last night. Uh, moving on to some Impact news. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is your new AAA Women's Champion. She defeated Tessa Blanchard for that title at uh, um, uh, at the AAA show in uh, Madison Square Garden. Uh, some indie news. Uh, Kylie Ray made her return to uh, to the ring this past weekend. Uh, there was a lot of speculation about what was going on with Kylie uh, when she had asked for her release from AEW. Uh, we still don't have a clear answer on that. And you know what? If if 
we don't, we don't. I mean, it's her business as as to why she decided not to move forward with AEW right now. But uh, great, great to see her back in the ring. Hopefully, you know, whatever the issue was, whether it was an injury, whether it was burnout, whether it was, you know, a mental health thing, whatever. Hopefully, it's resolved and she, you know, she's back in the ring. So great, welcome back, uh, Kylie Ray. Um, some uh, some other independent news here. Bandito is the winner of the uh, PWG Battle of Los Angeles. So congratulations to Bandito. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's about all we've got for news this week. So let's move into uh, what's what's becoming one of my favorite parts of the show, and that is the Troll of the Week. All right, so there were a lot of uh, candidates for Troll of the Week this week because there was just a lot of stupidity on... Uh, uh, from the, uh, the internet wrestling community, or uh, actually not even from the internet wrestling community, but uh, just some people who really have no knowledge of wrestling and no idea what they're talking about and just made themselves look stupid. Uh, one was Keith Olbermann from ESPN making a comment about Braun Strowman appearing at the uh, Cubs and Cardinals game that was broadcast on Fox. Well, it's called cross-promotion, Keith. That's why he was there, because he put up a tweet, a uh, picture of Braun in the booth, and basically just saying, are you kidding me? I, like, it's some crime to have a pro wrestler sitting in the uh, the broadcast booth during a, uh, a baseball game. Well, you know what? The game was on Fox. SmackDown's debuting on Fox in, in a couple of weeks. So it's called cross-promotion. And, and, you know, I, I think Keith might be a little bit bitter that uh, ESPN didn't get SmackDown. So, uh, yeah, that's number one. Number two, I don't even know the guy's name. He was... Uh, the NFL announcer for the uh, Vikings and Raiders game yesterday, Rey Mysterio, was in the crowd, and this guy proceeded to, uh, I, I don't know if he was trying to poke fun, but he definitely showed uh, 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 just ignorance as far as who Rey Mysterio really is. I mean, uh, you know, it said, uh, if he wasn't familiar with him, he could have just said, oh, WWE superstar Rey Mysterio is here, um, you know, and again, this was on Fox, um, you know, uh, make sure you check out SmackDown coming to Fox uh, October 4th or whatever the date is, and, and could have left it at that if he didn't know about Rey. He could have left it at that. It would have served the purpose. Ray was seen on screen. They plugged SmackDown, moving to Fox. Get back to the game. No, this guy had to make mention. Oh, he's got his mask on, and he's a luchador, and he's like Nacho Libre. I, come on, man. You know, maybe I get that you're probably not a wrestling fan, but you're disrespecting one of the greatest of all time to ever set foot in a wrestling ring. And, and, you know, I get it. If you're not a wrestling fan, you, you probably won't know who Rey Mysterio is. You won't know who a lot of wrestlers are. If you are, you know, have never, ever been a wrestling fan, the only wrestling, uh, the only wrestler that you're going to know is like Hulk Hogan, you know, maybe the, uh, and probably The Rock. And that's it. If you're not, you know, if you're not a fan of the business, but uh, to, to try to try to make a joke out of it and, and you, you know, reference Nacho Libre of all things, uh, just bad, very bad. Uh, Fox needs to, you know, educate their, uh, their broadcasters a little bit, tell them, you know, the, this person's going to be in the audience. When we cut to the camera, here's a list of their accolades, uh, read from that and be done with it and get back to the game. Uh, so, you know, just kind of, kind of a fail all around for, uh, for Fox on that one. But the uh, top troll of the week this week is a 
guy, kid, he's a 20-year-old kid is what he is, uh, by the name of Trevor Uren. Uh, that is his last name, U-R-E-N, Trevor Uren. But he, uh, on Twitter, he goes by at uh, Trev Stone PSE. Now, PSE stands for Pro Sports Extra, which is a website that he apparently founded when he was 12, according to his bio. Um, and this is a guy, you know, self-admitted, knows nothing about wrestling, yet has it featured prominently on his website. Uh, and his top uh, wrestling reporter, quote-unquote, is, uh, you know, probably the one person who I really just cannot stand more than anybody else uh, as far as wrestling media goes and uh, hell I don't even want to say his name but he goes by the initials BS that should tell you uh, all you need to know about the guy right there because that's all he spouts off Uh, but the guy is a proven fraud um, you know and this is the the journalist I'm talking about BS Uh, he's a proven fraud proven time and time again he makes up his stories he does not vet his sources I mean, Matt Kuhn came out and said, you know, I anonymously emailed this guy stuff and he ran with it and Pro Sports Extra ran with it and Forbes even picked up one of the, you know, one of the stories that uh, that Matt Kuhn sent to this guy. So that right there tells you that there's no journalistic integrity involved at all because if you get a story from an anonymous source, you, you need to verify it with a, a, a legitimate source. Like if you get an anonymous email saying that, uh, I don't know, the... The Fiend is going to win the Universal title at uh, at Hell in a Cell. Well, that's all fine and good. You've got an anonymous source who says they're part of WWE. Well, you know what? Let me talk to an actual WWE employee that I, that I might know and see if this person's just trying to play me. But uh, no, you know, the, these guys just took the stories and ran with it. And when they got called out on it, you know, when uh, uh, BS was exposed, uh, people started uh, coming at uh, uh, this Trevor guy who's the uh, the owner, you know, basically because, hey, you're employing a fraud, uh, period. That's all there is to it. And, you know, this guy had to uh, clap back and, you know, using uh, homophobic slurs at people and, and things like that and actually posted articles on his website bashing wrestling Twitter and bashing Matt Kuhn, um, you know, bashing WWE fans. I mean, that, you know, not posted this stuff on Twitter, posted it as articles or blogs or whatever he wants to call them on his site you know which shows you his mentality right there i mean any journalist worth their salt they're they're gonna ignore criticism i mean they're gonna stick by their stories but then actual journalists are going to vet their sources and have multiple sources and be able to confirm you know stories that they're given and reports that they're given so um but yeah, and uh, you know the guy. Like I said, he self-admittedly doesn't care about wrestling, calls it fake, and all this kind of stuff. But yet, has it in a prominent spot on his website. So that right there tells you he's a hypocrite as well. And uh, you know, sits there and defends his contributor, who's a proven fraud. Not just oh, everybody thinks he's full of shit. No, he is a proven fraud. And, uh, you know, we'll defend this guy to the death. Uh, like I said, it, he's a 20-year-old kid, knows nothing about life. I mean, you know, and uh, just, uh, yeah, need, seriously needs to grow up because, uh, I mean, honest, quite honestly, he's a joke. And then he did, uh, you know, he got suspended from Twitter for seven days for uh, using homophobic slurs against people. And then 
that was his personal account. Of course, the, the Pro Sports Extra account is still active. Uh, but he used the Pro Sports Extra account to post a statement, uh, some kind of half-hearted, half-assed attempt at an apology. I mean, you'd have to read it. It was just, uh, honestly, it was more gibberish than anything else because he was, you know, apologizing but then backpedaling on the apology. And, well, I'm sorry if I offended any gay people, but if you're not gay, uh, then you just can't take a joke. Well, you know what? You can't have it both ways. You know, I mean, you don't have to be gay to be offended by a homophobic slur. Sorry to tell you this. All you have to be is a decent human being. Um, so... Yeah, he, he kind of apologized, but not really. Then he, you know, try, showed a glimmer, as I said online, of journalistic integrity, saying, well, we fired fired BS, uh, but then, you know, came back at the end. By the way, we didn't really fire him, so he basically, you know, like I said, showed a glimmer of journalistic integrity by saying we fired this guy, but then turned around and said, psych. And, uh, you know, he uh, had, had quite an exchange with uh, Sean Ross Sapp, another wrestling journalist, one who I actually, you know, do take seriously um you know srs is a he's a he's a, one of the one of the few good ones uh in uh, wrestling media but uh yeah ha, you know basically challenging him to a fight and uh srs came back you know hey this is the gym i train at let's go and so this uh trevor guy proceeds to say in his uh bullshit apology letter oh, i really do want to fight him but only if it's uh you know part of a legitimate card and you know with uh time so we can sell tickets and pay i, I I'm sorry, what? <laughs> so you, you really want to fight this guy? He's got you pissed off so bad that you want to kick his ass, but only if you can get paid. Come on, man. You know, there was so much double talk and backpedaling in this apology. I mean, I, I have no idea what it was supposed to accomplish other than just, you know, trying to get more attention. But, uh, yeah, so the troll of the week, Trevor Urine, founder of Pro Sports Extra, um, guy who makes a whopping 8 a day on his website um, but yet claims you know oh, we get millions of hits uh, no you don't man nobody cares your site is a joke it, it's not news the the people that you employ are fake as fake as uh as you like to say wrestling is that's how fake your employees your so-called reporters are because uh, like i said you know you're you're a proven fraud you don't vet your sources or your stories you don't fact check anything, and uh, yeah, so uh, that's pretty much all I can say about that. So Trevor, you're in founder of Pro Sports Extra, troll of the week. So um, anyway, wanted to get into a little bit of a topic this week, just something something that's uh, you know that I've been thinking about for a while because there's so much uh, back and forth and bashing and defending of different types of wrestling online and you know especially i i think the biggest person who uh bashes a lot of different kinds of wrestling is jim Cornette, or he's at least the loudest uh and uh you know there there's so much different wrestling out there uh there you know there is something literally for everybody i mean if you're a wrestling fan there, there is something for everybody. I mean, whether it's technical wrestling, high-flying, uh, what I call power wrestling, comedy wrestling, hardcore, uh, entertainment-type wrestling, uh, women's matches, intergender matches. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what the correct term is for this, so please forgive me, but, uh, you know, little people. There are still, quote-unquote, midget matches. I mean, that's a very niche market, but they have them here in Chicago. There's a whole indie promotion of nothing but little people. So, I mean, there's something for everybody and, and I don't understand you know 
people like Cornette, I mean, he, he hates, like, the, the deathmatch type wrestling. And, you know, I'll say it myself, I'm not a big fan of deathmatches. They, they just, they, they kind of make me cringe. I, I, I mean, I love a good hardcore match. You know, I was a huge ECW fan back in the day, but deathmatches kind of just take it to another level with the light tubes and the barbed wire and just buckets of blood, you know, in the ring. And, um, you know, so it's, it's a bit much for me, but I don't begrudge these guys what they do. I, I don't begrudge the audience for liking it. If that's your thing, you know, go for it. I mean, who, who is, you know, who's to say what's right and what's wrong when it comes to professional wrestling? I mean, me personally, my favorite type of wrestling, I love technical wrestling. Guys like Bret Hart and, uh, uh, Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit and uh, you know Dynamite Kid, uh, even though Dynamite Kid could fall under the uh, the high flying category too for for uh, for his day, he was doing stuff that nobody was doing at that time, and uh, you know so that that's my favorite type of wrestling. Like currently, you know the who I think is the best technical wrestler in the world is Jonathan Gresham, and if you're not familiar with him, you know go out of your way to find some of his matches from uh, from Ring of Honor or from the Independence or whatever you can find because the the guy is amazing but uh you know then you have people who love the high flying type of type of style like the lucha libre type style and you know uh again talking about Rey Mysterio probably the best to ever ever wrestle that kind of style and has more respect than almost any wrestler in the world and then you have uh you know what I call, like I said, what I call power wrestling, and that by that I mean guys like Braun Strowman. Back in the day, you had Andre the Giant. I would call a power wrestler. You know, not not a whole lot of finesse, just brute force and and blunt force trauma is how their matches went down. Um, you know, and, and even comedy wrestling, which of course you know Jim Cornette cannot stand and wants to see all all of these guys uh, burned at the stake. You know, guys like Orange Cassidy. Well, watch more than just the first two, three minutes of an Orange Cassidy match. Get past the part of where he's standing there with the sunglasses with his hands in his pockets and, you know, just barely tapping people, not putting too much into it, and get to the part of the match where he actually starts wrestling. And, you know, I'm sorry, Orange Cassidy can wrestle. Get past the beginning of his matches and you'll find that out. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, and then, you know, like we, like I said, the, uh, the hardcore type matches, one uh you know, ECW back in the day was my favorite uh, promotion. And, you know, I, I look at hardcore and death matches as, as two different things. I mean, hardcore style, you know, yeah, you have, uh, um, you know, weapons like kendo sticks and garbage cans and, and God knows what else. And, you know, and, and there's going to be blood and things like that. And there's no no DQs, no count outs, that kind of thing. But uh, death matches are on a whole nother level when it comes to that stuff. Then, you know, again, like I said, you have the the entertainment style, which is what I would call uh, primarily what WWE does, where it's you know it's uh, character driven, and you're you're not going to see a lot of technical stuff, but it's not, you know, it's kind of a style into it unto itself, um, you know, like um, oh god, I can't even think of a good example here, John Cena. I would call an entertainment wrestler, even though he can wrestle. John Cena could go in there and have a good technical wrestling match, but he, you know, um, John Cena, Hulk Hogan, The Rock, those are entertainment wrestlers because, you know, you've got your, your quote-unquote five moves of doom or, uh, you know, with Hogan, you got the big boot and the leg drop and, you know, The Rock with the rock bottom and the people's elbow and, you know, it's, uh, you know, basically, basically playing the hits. That's what I would call entertainment wrestling. Um, and, I mean... I, obviously, I would say that's probably the 
most popular type of wrestling because that that's you know those are the guys that that uh, are the most known around the world and make the most money guys like the rock and john cena and and people like that so uh you know that definitely has its audience and then you know you get into women's wrestling which in women's wrestling you have all these same subcategories you have technical high-flying power comedy hardcore whatever and uh you know it's just been in, within the last decade or so that women's wrestling has really uh kind of moved up the card so to speak and been viewed uh on the same level as the men by most people can't say all yet there's still some people out there who just crap all over women's wrestling any chance they get but you know i'm sure those will uh get fewer and fewer as time goes by but uh, it's just it's kind of pathetic that it's still in 2019 that that kind of crap is still going on but uh you know and there's a huge audience for for women's wrestling now and especially with uh with wrestlers like tessa blanchard and jordan grace um um yeah and becky lynch and uh just so many amazing women's wrestlers out there today uh, and then you know, uh, probably the most divisive type of wrestling out there right now is intergender wrestling, which still has its audience. And uh, I mentioned Tessa Blanchard a second ago. You know, she's kind of, whether it's by design or not, has become the face of intergender wrestling with her uh, her feud with uh, Sammy Callahan and OVE. And, I mean, she's got a match coming up, uh, I think it's this week, on Impact against uh, Jake Crist for the number one contender for the uh, the X Division title. I, I have a feeling Tessa Blanchard is going to be the first woman to be the Impact X Division champion. So, you know, and uh, I mean, Tessa is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Man, woman, doesn't matter. She is one of the best in the world right now. And, uh, yeah, like I said, there's just, there's something for everybody in wrestling. And if people could just embrace that and say hey you know what i might not like it but obviously somebody does because if it wasn't selling tickets we wouldn't be seeing it you know it, uh, i mean jim Cornette likes to talk about the uh quote-unquote outlaw mud shows playing to 12 people well you know what obviously there's people buying tickets for it there's people paying money for it so uh there there's an audience for it whether it's 12 people or 100 people or 50,000 people there's you know, if people are buying a ticket for it, that means they want to see it. So, I, like I said, there there's something for everybody, and I wish that everybody could just, uh, like I said, embrace that fact and say, you know what, it, it, I don't like this particular style of wrestling, but somebody else does, so that's fine. I'm going to focus on what I do like. You know, like I said with me, I'm not a big fan of death matches. There, I've seen some very, very good death matches. You know, you want to talk about death matches, you have to talk about Terry Funk and Cactus Jack. And, uh, you know, I, I saw their series of death matches from Japan and it was, it was brutal and it was violent and it was terrifying, but, uh, it, they were, they told a great story in those matches too. And I think that that's really my biggest thing is if you can tell a good story in the ring, I, you're going to have my attention. So, you know, whether it's technical, high flying power, comedy, hardcore entertainment, uh, women's matches, intergender matches, uh, whatever whatever is your cup of tea you know embrace it love it and let other people like what they want to like that that's the biggest thing here you know uh why why do people have to judge others based on what they like or because of a differing opinion i've, I've never understood that but uh you know that's that's internet culture because people uh you know they're behind the keyboard they have no fear of anything 
you know, repercussions or whatnot. Uh, the biggest thing they have to worry about is getting their account suspended if they say the wrong thing. But, uh, yeah, I just, there, I think people need to have a little more common courtesy and a little more, uh, respect for other people's opinions and their right to like whatever they want to like. So I guess that's the, uh, the whole point of, uh, this little rant here. But anyway, so that pretty much wraps up the show. And of course, as always, I want to remind everybody about the, uh, Wrestling Behind Ringside Fan Fest 2020 coming up next July. Uh, that is July 25th, 2020. Uh, two shows at 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. All tickets are on sale right now. Head to WrestlingBehindRingside.com for information. Get your tickets. Um, yeah, so far the uh, the stars have been announced for the show so far are Paul Roma and the Patriot Del Wilkes. Uh, you can have an opportunity to cut a promo, get your pictures taken, uh, get a picture taken with the 10 pounds of gold, the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Now, disclaimer, it is a replica of the NWA World Heavyweight Championship, not the one, not the actual belt that Nick, Nick Aldis carries right now or that Ric Flair held or Harley Race or anything like that. Um, there will be two surprise WWE Hall of Fame guests, live music, food. Um, yeah, it'll just be a, a great time for, for everybody. So head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com, pick up your tickets. Uh, and, uh, yeah, the last several weeks, if you guys have been listening, we've been having what I'm calling the Break the Code Contest. I've been giving one word every, every week from a phrase made famous by a wrestler. The words are given out of order. And today is the uh, the last word will be given today. So after the show is over, put all the words in the correct order. Tell me who said it, and email your answers with the subject line "Break the Code" to catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Uh, answers will be accepted between today and next Sunday, September the 29th. Uh, any correct answers received will be put into a bowl, and on next week's show, I will draw one winner, and you will get two VIP tickets for the WBR Fan Fest 2020 for either the 8 a.m. or 2 p.m. show. Uh, and these will be VIP tickets. They include um, 15 photo ops and a, uh, a silicone wristband. Uh, does not include travel or accommodation, so you have to uh, get yourself to Louisiana and find a place to stay. But you know you're uh, you're covered for the uh, the fan fest so you know like i said 15 photo ops uh that that alone is uh, is worth the uh, the price of the vip ticket trust me so uh for this week the last word for the break the code contest is i one more time the last word for the break the code contest is i and that is the letter i as in not uh, yeah, yeah, the letter I as in me, not I as in eyeball. So, <laughs> one more time, the last word for the Break the Code contest is I. And that is it. So, uh, yeah, like I said, get all those words in the correct order for the, uh, for the phrase. Tell me who said it. Shoot me an email at catchhookshoot at gmail.com with the subject line Break the Code. And coming up next week on the show, we will draw our winner for two VIP tickets for the Wrestling Behind Ringside Fan Fest 2020. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. Again, want to thank everybody for watching, listening, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, YouTube, and anywhere else you find your podcasts. Make sure you're following on social media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn. It's at CatchHookShoot. Head over to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for all your bonus content and uh, merchandise and things like that. 
and head to prowrestlingtees.com slash catchhookshoot, grab a t-shirt and support the show, and get those emails in to catchhookshoot at gmail.com with any of your questions, comments, uh, your answers for the Break the Code contest, or anything else you might have to say. So with that, I am going to wrap this up. Hope everybody has a great week, and I will talk to you guys soon. Yeah! Oh, 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 o